Yesterday we went through the reading and kind of got a little into some of the facets of it. And step seven, if you're just joining us, is humbly ask God of our understanding to remove our shortcomings. So we're going to go over some of these questions today. And I did take a sneak peek and I'm not sure what's, you know, it's one of those days where I'm not sure what's going to fall out of my mouth uh, or how much. I'm in tune to the questions, so I guess we'll just go with the flow. So here goes. Step seven states that acquiring greater humility is the foundation of the 12 steps. Without this precious quality, we cannot expect happiness. The word humility is disliked and greatly misunderstood in our world. Discussion point A. Is a humble individual a weak individual? And B, was our gambling a show of courage and or proof that we were different from our fellows? So for me, my, my perspective on A is that being humble absolutely does not make you weak. I don't even, like I can't even get to drawing that similarity, honestly. Someone who's humble and, and modest if, for me means they're like not a showboater, not a know-it-all. So just because you're not a know-it-all and just because you're open to help and, and letting outside, whether it's your higher power or another individual or anything actually that, would offer you some help, group, GA, listening to the show, whatever that is, that doesn't make you weak. If you're humble enough to know that you have an issue and that you need help, I think that actually makes you more powerful, in my opinion. Was our gambling a show of courage and or proof that we were different from our fellows? Now, this one's a little bit more tricky, I don't think that it's a show of courage to be a gambler. I I don't think it's a show of cowardness either. However, applying my my bucket principle that we bury stuff and we go gamble so that we don't have to deal with what's buried negatively in our bucket. It's not, it's not even a stronger week. I think it is different from our fellows. It's different from our fellows that are processing their feelings, their pain, whatever's driving us to fill our bucket with the negative stuff. That's how we're different is we're not coping. But I just don't know how different we are since the numbers are staggering in the world of addiction, whether it's, whether it's gambling, sex, food, drinking. I think that... If we were a little more open-minded, we'd see that we're all alike. We're all struggling with something. How it shows up may be different for each of us. You know, there might be buff athletes that have 
the same kind of struggles, but the the workouts are their way of keeping it stuffed in the bucket. I, I don't really know that there's a lot of extreme differences in the fact that we all have we all have our own shit, guys. That's just the way it is. All right, next points. Depending exclusively on our individual strength and intelligence is a blockade to faith in God. Admitting our powerlessness was the first step to liberation from our gambling obsession. Some humility was required to stop gambling and to walk through the GA doors. So (laughs) it's funny because there's, as I continue to open my mind, this powerlessness word is becoming a trigger for some frustration around this the first step, the language surrounding it. And some people just don't connect with it. So admitting that our powerlessness was our first step from liberation. There's there's two ways to look at this. So there is there's the GA way, which had helped me you know in step one it says that our lives have become unmanageable and we lost power you know over our addiction I could definitely say that my life was way 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 more unmanageable when I was gambling than at any other time however the strategies that I've utilized and that work for me and that I try to share with you guys is more about taking our power back and setting up our boundaries, taking care of our bodies and our minds and our souls. So I don't think that that's really powerlessness. I think that the language is not something that we should get really tripped up on. I think that going back to that first part about humble versus weak and putting in the context of asking for help, I think that that's where GA marries the word powerlessness. You know, like we don't have the power to fix it by ourselves. We do need help and we need to be able to ask for help. So I think there's some little nuances in the language there. But essentially, we do need some humility to ask for help. You know, like if we're too proud and think that we got this, but yeah, we're going back every single day. Obviously, we don't got this. And whether it's higher power or the group or family, friends, whatever, it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't doesn't make us any less by doing that. The next discussion point, asks about our growth in GA, dependence on meetings, sponsors, etc., and our first meeting, shame, fear, other. For me, Gamblers Anonymous has been very foundational in my recovery. The first two years when I was there, um, I wasn't I wasn't humble and my group told me that I wasn't humble. <laughs> oh, I love you, Brian. <laughs> but they 
they were trying to get it through my head that it was okay. Now, back then, I didn't have any spirituality. I did not. I, I did not believe in higher power in any great. I, I probably started calling it universe then, but it's still there was no f- real faith involved, I guess. Not not the way I feel nowadays. I used to call Gamblers Anonymous and, and the stuff surrounding it GA junk. And um, interestingly enough, my last visit to Kansas one of my buddies had said to me, you're not calling it GA junk anymore. And I didn't even notice that transition that I, you know, like I was a a believer in the program and the value that it brought. So I've had two different, two different journeys. The second time I feel very, the GA in New York is very different than Kansas. And Kansas is where I had my first the kind of meeting where I did show up powerless, where I was out of control. I I was scared to lose my job, my apartment, my everything. I was, you know, in the middle of the country by myself and I was I was freaking out and I did. I felt embarrassed. I felt scared. Fear was definitely what I would consider the emotion that kept me clean the first two years and the further away from a bet. And if you start distancing yourself from the reminders that you hear in the rooms or your network or, you know, whatever, if you're not practicing everyday recovery moving forward or you're not staying in tune to what could happen if you go back, the fear starts to dissipate and that's simply putting why I relapsed. I think there was more to it. I can think of like reasons now. But essentially, the fear wore off. And I did use, lose some of my humility when it came to the disease. Well, I guess I didn't really have any actually at the time. And it's it's different now. Now my recovery is not based on fear of going back or fear of consequences fear of, you know, a divorce or my children not loving me or fear of losing my job. Like, I don't have any of that fear anymore this time quitting. Now it was a moving forward kind of recovery. And it was one where I did find that I needed help from other people, from the literature, from the self-devotion things, whether it was fitness or reading or spirituality, church, networking, like there's so many things, but it's about propelling forward every day instead of living backwards and all that negative stuff, which is funny because it, you know, we talked about that this morning about living in today versus yesterday or tomorrow or in the past or tomorrow or the future. And it's true Um, You can only live in the past, like even when I was using the past as a tool to keep me from gambling, that only lasted so long. So it goes to show that it's, it's not as strong as it can be. It feels that way when it's making us miserable, but it's not, it wasn't motivating enough for me to be life changing forever and stick. We have acquired some peace by working steps four, five, and six. These humbling steps have provided a source of serenity. We should face this fact and proceed to 
search for deeper personal objectives. See, now they're talking my language. The discussion points. What is blocking our will to have certain defects removed? What are the benefits of prayer and meditation? Do we have a willingness to be honest, tolerant, and more loving? And why? Ooh, those are good ones. You know I like these ones because this is stuff I talk about. So what is blocking our will to have certain defects removed? Okay, so let's say that my gambling addiction was a defect. I'm just going to make this a blanket statement. Why would I not want to have that removed? Well, I would lose my place to escape. I would be breaking up with the longest relationship that I ever had. You know, there's a there would it would I would have to grieve it. It would be horrible. And I think grieving any defect and and that wasn't necessarily a character defect in the sense that I think they're asking here. If if my defect was judging, I've talked about being judgmental is one of mine. Uh, being afraid of things is another. Um, if what would be blocking my my will to get rid of these things? They're our comfort zone. If that's all we've known for 40 years, 50 years, 20 years, whatever, if that's what we know and that's our go-to and that's the only way we know how to handle a problem or a situation, it's scary. It's scary to have to find the new path. So I think that that would be um, one of the reasons it would block our will is having that familiar familiarity? Is that a mouthful or what? Um, What are the benefits of prayer and meditation? So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if what I do is called praying, (laughs) but I'll, I'll talk to the universe. I'll be like, thank you. Like, especially when something bad happens um, or bad is such a loose word. Something, I'm trying to think of what the heck it was, but I was driving home the other day from the store and I'm literally yelling out in my car, well, thank you, thank you for this and thank you for that. And um, in church, you know, they talk about praying both from a place of gratitude and from, you know, when you need help. It all sounds the same when the pastor says it, if I'm being honest, but um you can tell, you can tell there's two different things going on, but it sounds very similar. And for me, if that, if that was considered praying, (laughs) I guess it reminds me of two things. One very relevant to this, that I can't control everything, right? There's that, I guess, powerlessness in that sense that if I'm talking to the universe, I might be asking for help. And I think that I do that less, you know, I might, I might talk to the universe and be like, Hey, can you hook me up here? Um, but I tend to really do my, my universe talking from a place of gratitude. And the benefit to that is it, it helps remind me that I, I should be grateful and to count my blessings and, it keeps me out of 
it keeps my bucket full of the positive energy. If I focus just on the negative and the, the yuck, then it's dragging me down. And then the meditation has values all of its own. And again, I'm still kind of a rookie. And I say that it's coming up on a year of really hardcore trying to practice. But I still haven't mastered the pieces where I'm completely present. I'm getting there. But there's the there's the presence piece of it, connecting with our body, slowing our minds down. My mind always races. It still does. I'd like to think I've slowed it down a little bit, but um, some days that's true and other days not as much. And the other thing about meditation, <laughs> it's crazy because ideas come to me. I don't know if it's the universe talking back to me. It kind of feels that way sometimes because the things that show up, I just never could imagine myself thinking of before. It, it's crazy, beautiful ideas or messages. And I got to where I had to start keeping a notebook next to my meditation space because I just never knew what was going to show up. So it has a lot of value. And the final question is, do we have a willingness to be honest, tolerant, and more loving? Why? Well, I believe I do. I I definitely value honesty. Like, that's one of my biggest things. Like, yeah, that's totally one of my biggest things. As you know, I don't like to use the word hate in my vocabulary. And I had to do an exercise recently of things we hate. Oh, at the Tony Robbins things, we had to list things that we hate, and then we had to talk about it. And I was like, well, I don't really use that word. Like, or I don't try to use that word. I don't really feel that feeling anymore. Uh, but if I was to hate anything, it was be lying. So honesty is super, super important to me. Um, being tolerant, I guess that's just because I'm more chill probably from the meditation and stuff. I have a willingness to be more tolerant. I, um, I'm trying to think of some examples. There's still some things that really get me not, uh, like I'm not as tolerant as I'd like to be at my day job and it comes out, it shows up in sarcasm and bitchiness and it's just not good, but it's um, it's just because of my belief system and my, my experience the last, you know, year and a half since we got this new guy. Um, so it just, it just is. Like I feel like, there's a bigger purpose for me too, like spending time with you guys and helping, helping the ones who aren't even listening to the show yet, you know, helping move the needle on public awareness. Like all of that has way more value in my mind now than what I'm capable of doing at my day job. Like I make a difference at my day job. Don't get me wrong. Flowers make people freaking happy. Like, and they, and they should, they're beautiful and we impact people's most important moments, weddings, funerals, graduations, you know, really emotional things. There's definitely value to that, but I just feel like I have a bigger purpose. That's what I feel like the universe told me and that's what I'm here to do and that's how I try to show up. And the more loving, yeah, I totally have a more willingness to do this. And I I don't even know that this one is more willingness. It's I'm more capable because I understand it. I can feel it. I can... 
express it in in a whole different way. Like it's not um, it's not a sensitive or taboo subject for me anymore. Like it's okay to express love, and it doesn't even have to be. It it's my computer just did something really scary. Sorry, um, it it's not even like love like um i want to say like man woman love um relationship love but loving everyone loving humanity loving the trees loving my teddy bear like loving everything like i love everything um and i guess that comes more from from the calm and from just appreciating that everything could be different but we could still love it and removing hate. Like if there's no hate, then you just get left with love and everything. Don't love lying. <laughs> In case you missed that part. So yeah, recovery definitely gives me the opportunity to be more honest, tolerant, more loving. I like these questions. This was a this was a pretty good pretty good step. I think we did good. We got step seven in before July ran out. That makes me happy. I don't expect we'll do more of it tomorrow. If you haven't noticed, we're playing playing some, I, I don't know if games is the right word. It's not the alphabet game anymore, but we're talking about different, different questions, kind of seeing where people are at, you know, what's your morning routine? Um, I'm trying to think of what yesterday's was or last night's. So, oh, what's a perfect weekend? So just trying to get to know everybody a little better and, and what works for people, maybe get ideas of what I can incorporate in my life or hopefully the dialogue is helping give each other ideas. So I don't really know what, we will be discussing <laughs> tomorrow night and that's okay. I don't have to know cause that's tomorrow. And we learned this morning that I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I just have to worry about today. And I hope you guys did a good job doing that today. And I will talk to you in the morning. I hope everyone has a great evening or morning. If you're tomorrow somewhere else in the world, I really don't mean to exclude you. And I'm, super pumped up that that we're at almost 40 countries so I want to make sure that if you're not in my time zone you know that I care and I'm excited that you're listening and that you're here so, thanks everybody have a good one and the world